What's good everyone, my name is Jacob Moses, and welcome to another episode of the Not Boring Tech Writer, where in each episode we focus on a different skill that you can learn to enhance your skill set, improve your marketability, diversify your career, and ultimately break the stereotype that technical writing is a boring career. This episode's skill, transitioning into tech writing. Think back to the early years of your career as you considered pursuing a career in technical writing. Unless you happen to pursue a formal education in tech writing and perhaps land an internship, it's a challenging period, just like any career change. You have to learn the jargon of the tech writer, the networks with which they mingle, and the skills they use. For people working in very much not tech writing jobs hoping to make that transition, all of it can be overwhelming. That's why in this episode, I have Chad Sterling on the podcast, product technical communication specialist at KUKA, an Austin-based robotics company. Before Chad joined KUKA, he worked as a hotel security director across the United States. He enjoyed and excelled at the work. However, after discovering his skill for writing and interest in technology, he made the switch to tech writing and has an excellent story to share about the process. In this episode, Chad shares how you can transition to tech writing from very much not tech writing, including where to find a tribe of tech writers, how to use your existing skills to transition into tech writing, and how to ramp up your skills to find your first gig. Big shout out to Knowledge Owl, a wonderful knowledge-based software product for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. Chad, what's going on, friend? How are you today? I'm doing very well, Jacob. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. This is one of awesome. the rare instances where, you know, I'm talking techcom, but I'm also repping techcom. I have my Mad World Conference T-shirt on um, from Madcap's annual uh, conference that they do in San Diego. So I'm all oh, techcom man, today. Am, Feels good. <laughs> I am very jealous. Um, the writer that I work with and myself, we are big fans. We use uh, we use. Um, the suite of Madcap products in the office. So um, we're hoping, I think that the next one will be, will be in Austin. Maybe. I, don't Ooh. Know, I think so. So that would be, that would That'd be, cool be really cool. Case. Absolutely. And listeners, it's a fantastic conference and I'll make sure to put that in the show notes for y'all to check it out. Chad, so excited to have you on the podcast, friend. We have a great skill to cover together today and that's transitioning into technical communication. Chad, I'm excited about this. You know, we've talked about, or we've had guests on the podcast to share how to transition from techcom into marketing, how to transition from techcom into development, how to get your first job in techcom. But we've never really dove into, you know, someone like yourself who pursued a different career first and later chose to transition into the techcom field. So really excited to hear what insights you have to share with us today. For sure. Happy to, happy to, uh, to be here. When I was... Um considering my transition or I guess working on it actually stumbled across your podcast like years ago. So it's very cool, cool to man. be able to talk to you. 
Yeah, it's a joy. And listeners, there's some several great podcasts out there, as I'm sure we'll dive into for the new tech writer. You got the Not Boring Tech Writer, you got the Write the Docs podcast and their Slack channel. A lot of really cool resources for y'all. Chad, before we dive into how you transitioned to TechCom, I want to start by learning a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little about yourself and the kind of work you're doing in technical communication right now? For sure. Um, so I have, I guess we'll start with the education stuff. Um, I went to my undergrad in Winter Park, Florida, a small college called Rollins um, mm-hmm. that very few people, um, I imagine, would have like heard of. Then I worked another career for quite a while. I lived in Florida, I lived in Vegas, and I also worked here in Austin, so traveled around a bit um, doing that. And then I went back to school, um, got a master's in um, techcom, and that led me um, to work. So right now I work for a, um, a company, and we make cloud software applications. Um, so we do a lot of data, visualization, predictive analytics, that kind of stuff. And um, I work in um, sort of Madcap Flare products as I uh, reference before to do product documentation. So a lot of user guides. Um, and then we also have um, installation guides, a little bit more technical in terms of how you connect um, your mechanism to the to the cloud so we could do um, what we need to do. Um, so that's that's the kind of work that I do. And then I also do a little bit of um, web development stuff um, as well. Um, for the company that I um, work. So I've sort of on my own picked up some HTML, CSS, a little bit of JavaScript, enough to build some, you know, passable um, landing pages. Yeah. Did you grow up in Winter Park? Is that home for you? Uh, No. So I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, Okay. Yeah. I moved to Florida when I was 16. So I went to a couple years of high school there and then I went to um, college there as well. Nice. My only familiarity with Winter Park High School um, they had a phenomenal basketball player there, maybe five or some years ago, Austin Rivers, who was just yeah. lighting kids up. Then he plays with the Clippers now. But <laughs> Winter Park got some notoriety. They got some good folk down there. So how long have you been with your current employer? Yeah, I've uh, been there for just under two years, so about 20 months. Awesome. And was this your first tech writing gig following your master's in tech com? Exactly. This was my first technical writing role. Very good. So fairly new into the tech comm game, already doing excellent work in Austin. I'm curious, what kind of work were you doing before you pursued this master's and then started working in tech comm? So very, not um, related at all. People always find it interesting. But for about 12 years, um, I was a hotel security. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For about 12 years, I was a hotel security director. Um, and and that's kind of what led me to live in the places that I, that I did. And I oversaw, um, security programs for hotels of varying, of varying sizes. Interesting. Well, Chad, I'm so curious. What, what kind of like pained your interest in tech comp? How how did you're working as a hotel security director? How did technical communication even come across your radar? Well, you know, I think some at the surface, it sounds like a, a very dramatic change, um, but it actually was not that. And so, as I mentioned, I, I, I got my bachelor's in English. Um, and then I sort of, after um, college, stumbled into this um, hotel security world and yeah. ended up getting getting promoted. But one of the things that was really useful for me in one of the areas and one of the reasons I was able to sort of progress 
um, was that I had very good sort of communi communication skills, particularly written. Mm -hmm. So I was able to yeah. design, design training docs, um, design some low level documentation, just in terms of like, how do you use a um, defibrillator or what our evacuation processes. Yeah. And, and then I did, I kind of figured out that that was the aspect of my job that I liked the most. And so I wanted to keep doing that. And that led me to then go back to go back to school and, you know, sometime later, here we are. Interesting. So with your hotel security director gig, you were actually doing some technical documentation. Is that correct? Exactly. I did a fair amount of writing because I think in any job you tend to, there are parts of it that you really like, and then you sure. tend to try to do that more. Um, and so I've always just enjoyed being able to write and then I have an interest in technology. Um, and so I, I sought out opp opportunities to kind of do that more often. Yeah, Chad, that's fantastic. So I'm picturing you, your hotel security director at this time, you're probably writing some killer documentation. Were you even, could you put a name to this aspect of your work? Like, like did you know from your times in university that this was a form of technical writing or at this point where you just like, Hey, like I enjoy writing in this style. I enjoyed creating documentation. You know, before I seriously started considering a career change, I probably couldn't have put a name to it. I definitely knew that technical writing was a discipline and I was familiar with it, um, you know, through like Tom Johnson's blog and yeah. just various places online. Um, but I don't think until I started sort of deliberately looking at what I was doing, I would have considered it technical because some of it's like training dots. It was just the, the way that I was able to add value and create efficiencies at the places that, yeah. I, that I worked. That's fantastic, Chad. And listeners, Chad mentioned Tom Johnson's blog. This is a fantastic resource called I'd Rather Be Writing. And I'll make sure to include that in the show notes as well. Probably, I mean, the most robust site there is <laughs> on technical communication. Really a great resource to supplement, write the docs and the not boring tech writer. So Chad, I'm curious, you were creating some documentation for your previous employer. You realized that, hey, this is a skill that you have. What made you take the plunge to actually go back to university and pursue this? What, what motivated you to make that switch? You know, I think it was just, um, that's a good question. And, uh, kind of a combination of different factors. Um, you know, there's like a point in your life where you decide I want to do things that are important to me and sure. I want to sort of enjoy what I do. Um, and so I kind of went through a whole, you know, like mini crisis of trying to identify what that was and how I could kind of make that happen. Um, and then my wife was also very supportive um, awesome. And she sort of encouraged me to go back and make that um, and make that plunge also. And so I think a combination of those two factors, um, and I was at the time, I guess you could probably consider um, like at a, a really good stage in my hotel security director career in terms of if that was going to be something I was going to do for a long time, um, I was in, I was at a point where I needed to commit to it or do something else. So it was kind of, the perfect time to change. Yeah. That makes sense. What, what's your wife's name, Chad? Wife's name's Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. It sounds like Lisa was instrumental during this process. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. A lot of uh, support. Chad, I want to flashback to, you know, maybe those early days where you realize that you're a fantastic writer. 
you enjoy technology, you understood that this tech technical communication field existed, but you weren't really sure maybe how to take that first step. Or of course, with anyone who makes a career change, maybe some uncertainty, you know, I'm in a comfortable position. I just got promoted. Do I really need to make this switch? I imagine a lot of listeners who, you know, perhaps aren't already in technical communication or in a completely unrelated field like yourself, Chad, are likely having some similar feelings. As you were considering this switch, like what kind of thoughts were going through your mind? And um, I'm curious to know like how you, of course, were able to kind of soothe those thoughts and understand that, hey, despite this maybe being a challenge, like this is a great move for me and for my interest and for my future. Right. So I think that there were a couple of a couple of things that I considered. Um, one of those being there's always that from a very practical sense, like that financial element. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't necessarily at the start of my career. And whenever you make a change into a completely unrelated field, at least on paper, um, then there is going to be some sort of financial consequences. Right. Sure. And so it kind of had to be honest with myself and with my family about what that was, what that was going to look like. Um, the, the next part of it was, um, you know, like, how do you go about making that transition? I think there are a couple of ways that I could have gone. Um, I chose what might be one of the more extreme um, routes, which is to go back to school for two, um, for two years. Um, okay. But that was primarily because I also wanted to do adjunct Um, to do adjunct teaching. So as a part of my sort of moment of discovery, um, I really wanted to, I decided that I really wanted to, you know, um, sort of work in a community college environment, not full-time, something that I was super interested in doing in like a part-time capacity. Um, And so that's kind of how I arrived at, well, okay, these are the things that I would, that I would um, then need. Um, And then I I also want to, the other part of that was, sort of the recognition that just getting the, the um, degree wasn't going to be like enough, you know, sure. that, that might sound a little rough, but there are, there are sort of skills that every employer looks for. Um, and you don't necessarily get all of those skills just from going through any, you know, um, traditional degree program. Yeah. And so it also just was basically me making a list of like, these are the experiences that I'm going to, that I'm going to need to have, and these are the skills I'm going to need to build up, you know, H- HTML, CSS, XML, that kind of stuff. Because I also knew that I wanted to work in software specifically. So yeah. it's kind of a two-tiered process. It was working on my academic, um, it was working on my academic credentials while also doing a lot of skill building type stuff through places like Udemy and that kind of deal. Yeah, that's fantastic, Chad. How did you determine the criterion? that you want to fulfill for your education? Was this just following, you know, write the docs and I'd rather be writing? Was there any of the platforms where you understood, hey, like these are some core skills that I want to develop from my time in university? Like, because I mentioned this is a challenging time. I mean, it's just hard to find a university in the first place, juggling any finances, switching jobs. But it sounds like you really got deep into the weeds and understand exactly what you were looking for. What, what helped you set those criterion before starting university again? Right. So I definitely looked at Write the Docs as a resource as well as Tom Johnson's blog. But the other part of that was I spent a lot of time looking at people who had the type of job that I wanted, uh, ideally as like a start, and then looking a lot at job postings. And, gotcha. and I find that that's a real useful way to get like a 
pragmatic sense of what companies are sort of looking for. What kind of skills did they require? What level of what level of experience? Then I did a lot of LinkedIn stalking of sort of entry level technical um, entry level technical writers, and then you know looking at well, what did they do? before they got that first job what kind of internships what kind of skill set what kind of certifications fantastic chad and i'll tell you what i mean i know this is the first time that you and i are chatting but i've like low-key been a fan of you for a while now i think we're i think we're connected on linkedin and whatever you've been doing i mean you're doing it right i mean you continually pop up on my feed you're posting interesting stuff i think you and I, I think you were popping up on my LinkedIn feed before you even got this first gig in TechCom. Um, so whatever work you've been doing <laughs> to kind of to kind of ramp up your own knowledge and connect with this great network that we have in technical communication, you're doing it right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the network while we're on the subject, Chad. Okay. You know, a, a great part of transitioning into technical communication it's all the stuff that you just listed. Let me figure out, you know, what skills I need to have to land that first gig. Let's see if there's a university that aligns with those criterion. But a huge part of it is being able to connect with this network. I know whenever I think back on my own tech writing career, right, the docs was huge. Just showing up to Portland at 22, just being like, hey, like, I've been a tech writer for two <laughs> months. Like, can I kick it with y'all and try to figure out how all this works? Early on, sure. In your tech writing career, how essential was you know having this network? So I'd say that the network is probably the single most important thing um, that I have had access to, and that is we talked earlier about sort of Austin and Austin being perfect for working in the software industry, the technology field specifically. Um, but when I when I graduated, um, you know, there's that there's that sense of well, now I've got this qualifications or these qualifications, where do I go from here? And where I decided to go um, was to the Write the Docs um, meetups here in Austin. Cool. So I just kind of started going every, and I was working, you know, hotel hotel um, security guy. Luckily, or conveniently, I should say, the Write the Doc meetups were just on the street. So I like get off work, I take off my jacket and I just walk over. Wow. Um, and yeah, and through that, I was able to make, you know, and it's also, I think just being, it could be a little intimidating, I think, to show up somewhere and say, well, I'm looking for a job, you know, I don't, oh, yeah. I'm not currently, this is what I do, but I'm looking to, to um, transition to this. But that is exactly how I got my first technical writing gig. Um, was sort of going, I'd applied for this job on, I applied for this job online um, at the beginning of every um, event, you'd sort of go around the room and introduce yourself and say, you know, like where you are in your professional um, career. And wow. after I did that at the end, um, the lady who would later become um, my supervisor walked over and was like, oh, yeah, I saw that you applied for this job online. No. You know, and that was how we were able to make a, oh. um, a, uh, a uh, connection. And then also, if I could harp on write the docs a bit, please, please. Um, I also ended up um, adjuncting at Austin Community Community College here. So both parts of my plan um, kind of falling into uh, place, I guess. Um, and I also met, made a connection um, with the um, chair of the uh, writing department at the Write the Docs um, event. He was there. I kind of told him I was very interested in being an adjunct. And we talked a bit. And then a couple months later, there I, there, there I was. So, Gosh. Well. Chad, I'm baffled. I mean, and what <laughs> a great testament to just showing up. 
You know, and, oh, and I sure. sympathize. I mean, I think back to the first time I visited that Write the Docs conference, we were like five episodes into the Not Boring Tech Writer. And because of this podcast, I get to appear a lot more competent than I actually am. And I'm <laughs> sitting at, at, at lunch with all these folk and they're dropping so much wisdom and terms I'm not familiar with. But it is such a welcoming crew. And Chad, what a great testament to just see what happens when you show up. You know, just show up consistently ask a silly question or two ask dumb questions like our last guest john pause would say with finding mentors show up ask some questions and your future supervisor might walk up to you and start chatting about future employment options that's exactly. big time chad yeah, i've had a lot of people reach out to me online or through referrals and you know they'll ask like what how do i get started and i i always say like going back to school i think is a is a pretty large commitment and it worked for what I was trying to do, but might not be the most appropriate thing for everyone. But the biggest thing that you can do is just sort of start going to these events, start going to write the docs or whatever the active um, documentation community is in your specific area. And just, you know, not being afraid to tell people, like, I'm definitely interested in, you know, um, starting in this field and these are, and these are the uh, skills that I have. And eventually someone will respond to that. That's right. And listeners, if you're interested in finding these kind of meetups, I think Write the Docs has maybe well over 100 these days um, of meetups internationally. Um, I know we have one here in Dallas, one in Austin. Um, And then also I've heard a lot of folk recommend um, the Society of Technical Communication. They, um, what I've heard, they have some good meetups as well. So a lot of opportunities for listeners who are interested in making that switch or maybe you've been in techcom for a bit and just want to kind of find your tribe in relation to the, in relation to this industry, great groups out there. That would be overjoyed just to see you show up, whether you have something interesting to say or not, just be there and contribute however you want. Yeah. There's also a very active, write the dot slack. Um, ah, that's and, right. yeah, and so there, there's, there are always very interesting convert conversations happening on there. And there's also job posts and that kind of stuff, but there are just folks who do documentation or, just have very intricate knowledge of documentation and they, they get on there, they ask questions and we, you know, you go down these rabbit hole type convos, I think is great if you're a fan of um, technical writing and really interested in that kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. And listeners will make sure to put some links in the show notes for the write the docs meetups, STC meetups and the write the docs slack. So Chad, you have been with your current employer for two years doing fantastic work in Madcap Flare and beyond. Looking back on those years, you know, towards the end of your hotel security director gig, considering finding a university for some continuing education, and then that job search and finding your network, what are two or three things that stand out to you? That if you were to sit down with a prospective tech writer who's in a completely unrelated field and wants to try and make this transition what are a few things that you would say to him or her to empower them that if they so choose to pursue this this switch that'll be worthwhile? Are we are is the question more things that I found worthwhile about this experience or things that I found valuable in helping me make this transition? More so the latter. Like looking back at your journey, what were some crucial steps that you took that you think got you in the position where you are today? Got it. All right. So I think definitely the getting involved with the write the dots community. So networking is invaluable. Um, So even if you are in a completely unrelated field, maybe not doing any sort of professional writing at all, 
um, still just showing up and sort of being pleasant, being willing to talk to folks, listening. If nothing else, it gets you a sense of the sort of jargon that people are using yeah. and that will make you more a more effective interview um a more effective interviewee in the future um, so that's for sure number one um number two i would say is that uh, uh, sort of self-directed learning is is really valued i found at least here in the austin community and so there are so many I can only kind of speak to software documentation because that's that's where I sure. work and that's what I'm and that's what I'm interested in. Um, but there's so many online resources and and there, there, there's there are also there's so many skills um, that you sort of need to work in the software documentation field. And so an example of that would be HTML, CSS, Java, and JavaScript. If your job doesn't require you to do any sort of web development. Um, then the only way for you to get that skill is to go on somewhere like Udemy. Um, I use often because those courses are usually pretty inexpensive um, and sort of learn it that way or get familiar with Git um, or API documentation is a very popular field. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's also a very specialized field and it's, it's something that unless you again, work somewhere, um, where you need to document APIs, it can be challenging to get that sort of experience. Um, but you can go online and pay ten, pay ten bucks, and get like a four-hour course that gives you the and get, gives you the fundamentals. Um, and I found that employers really respond to um, because so much of being a technical writer is sort of self-directed learning. You know, you you um, start somewhere and you must learn this complex software or this complex process so you can document it. Um, I found that employers really respond to people who are willing to take charge of that, to take charge of their own sort of learning um, process and show that, well, I've sort of went online and acquired these skills myself. Cool. Um, so that would be the second one. And then the third one um, really quickly would just be developing some kind of a portfolio. Um, so I did a lot of writing on uh, LinkedIn um, just about the t about the technical writing field. Oh. Um, I also went out and documented sort of non um, non traditional things. I guess I had an advantage because at work I could document processes, um, and I, and sure. I kind of incorporate that into my um, work into my daily workflow. Um, but you know, I think every, irrespective of your field, everyone works somewhere where maybe there's a process where the knowledge just sits with one person, right? Um, but if you yeah. can sort of convince your manager, supervisor, whoever to let you document that, then you can use that, you know, as your technical writing port portfolio. And there are also oh. so many um, open source um, documentation opportunities of, of available if you go on like GitHub and kind of poke um, and kind of poke, poke around and you can also build up a portfolio that way. But for sure, having a portfolio being pretty invaluable. I think those awesome. three things um, were once I got all that together, I was able to finally, it, it took maybe six, seven months or so um, to get that first technical writing job. Beautiful. Listeners, a few more show notes. I think this is going to be the episode with the most show notes, which is fantastic. A lot of great references <laughs> for folk. Um, Chad mentioned courses on API documentation. I've gone through Tom Johnson's API documentation. It's free on his website. We'll put that down there as well. And then Chad mentioned contributing to open source projects. Um, at first, for someone, myself, I was just doing end user documentation. 
GitHub and this whole open source field was kind of overwhelming for me at first. Makes sense. Um, but we had, uh, I think, episode 12 of the podcast, but I'll confirm and put in the show notes, um, Kyle Taylor on the podcast. Um, he's a developer who's a huge open source advocate and gave some really helpful tips for how tech writers can contribute to open source projects. So some great episodes to look, look back to um, based on Chad's wonderful advice. Yeah. Yeah, and if I could also add one more resource for, for API it, documentation, um, there's a guy, his name's Peter Grunbaum, um, and he does um, usually on um, Udemy. He has three API courses that kind of start from the beginning. He has a few. I think he's perfect for an entry-level writer because he has a course called like Programming for Writers, and he mm. has another course called Git for, for Writers, and it's a really useful I think a lot of times uh, these courses tend to get very technical very, very fast. Um, but yeah. he specializes on how do I break down um, the software engineering tool set, skill set um, for people coming at it from a non-technical background. And when I was getting, when I started off, I found those to be very, very useful. That's a great point, Chad, based on the writer's goals. Exactly. I, I totally empathize with that. There's been times where, you know, I want to learn the API documentation. And you don't want to start with like, a Ruby or a Java <laughs> tutorial. It's exactly. like, I want to see just where the writer fits in this process. And that's cool. it for the time being. <laughs> Funny. Well, Chad, this has been an absolute joy. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your experience with us, sharing your story. I'm inspired. I imagine many listeners are as well. If anyone wants to holler at you, learn more about the great work you're doing, maybe holler at you for some tips on how to make this transition into tech com. Where can people connect with you online? For sure. I'm always willing to answer uh, questions. Uh, the best place to find me would probably be on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Chadwick Sterling. Um, and a quick search, I think my LinkedIn sort of URL ends in writer who secures, right? Because I was trying to make that transition um, yeah, a, yeah. Um, a while back. I'm also on Twitter as the tweeting tech writer. No Beautiful. E at the end of of, of writer. So, um, but I am most active on uh, LinkedIn. People can find me in those two areas. Very good. Well, Chad, thank you again, friend. This has been a joy. We'll chat very soon. All right, so thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Talk soon. Take care. Thanks again to Knowledge Owl, creators of the wonderful knowledge-based software for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer podcast. And thanks so much to each of you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.